0: Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell.
1: And this is Jonah tree
0: Welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary, made possible by Rotary District 7210.
1: Each week, we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world. People living by Rotary's motto of service above self.
0: And today, our special guest is fellow Rotarian, Rob Latimer, who will be talking with us about emergency medical response. Welcome, Rob, and we're sorry that we missed you when we made our guest appearance at your Rotary Club, Red Hook.
2: Yes, I'm sorry. I was out on official ambulance business that morning,
0: and we were there on official radio (laughs) business.
2: (laughs) You were there to have a free
1: breakfast. I sure
2: was.
1: (laughs) But Rob Latimer is an outstanding Rotarian and a good friend of mine, and he is with Northern Duchess Paramedics. So, Rob, start off by telling us
0: they have initial NDP 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 EMS Northern Northern Duchess
1: Paramedic Emergency Medical Service.
0: Gotcha, and they have groovy trucks. They do.
1: So, tell us, Rob Latimer, what is a paramedic?
2: A paramedic is an emergency medical technician trained to an advanced level, who can administer uh, pre-hospital medications, uh, do invasive therapies in emergencies, and do cardiac treatments above and beyond the level of the basic emergency medical technician. Well, where, you know,
1: where are they in the in the spectrum between you know the brain surgeon at one end, uh, a registered nurse? Um,
0: a volunteer volunteer
1: who's been like i know cpr from the boy scouts where where is a paramedic in that uh, uh, continuum
2: well if you ask a paramedic they'll tell you they're about half a step below a physician but if you ask a physician they'll they'll (laughs) tell you that a paramedic is well below a physician
0: okay well how much training do you need to be a paramedic
2: the the minimum standard for the department of transportation is 1400 hours Uh, The class that most of our paramedics go through is in excess of 2,000 hours. And
0: where do you go to these classes?
2: They're held at community colleges and universities throughout New York State. Dutchess Community College is the closest one for us. Mm -hmm.
1: And what kind of things do you do, Uh, you know, um, I mean, besides CPR and apply the automatic defibrillator? We can do
2: cardiac monitoring. We can do advanced airways. If somebody has compromised airway, we can do intubations. We can do... Explain what that is. It's... uh, an adjunct where we can put a tube down a patient's trachea and put them on a ventilator in Is the Is that ambulance. what you
0: mean then when you say evasive? Invas- Invasive, Invasive, Invasive. Yes. Invasive
2: versus... Uh, superficial treatments like a basic EMT would do bandaging, tr- uh, bleeding control, and
0: basically their job is to scoop you up, get you in the ambulance, and get you to a healthcare facility. That's correct. Okay, That's but correct. It, you guys are more like a mass unit, is what That's I'm right. starting to envision it in my brain.
2: It's been touted as the eyes and ears, and and the capabilities of the, of the physician working on behalf of the physician in the field pre-hospital.
0: Well, what type of background do most of these people who go? And this is a job for you now. You're not correct. a volunteer. This is this is a Full-time professional um, position that you hold. That's
2: correct. It's career service. It's career service. service.
0: Okay, thank you. Great. That's that wraps it up. Now, so what type of background do people have? Is there a general type of background that draws them into this? As I a think career? so. Most of
2: the people that come to us to work as either basic EMTs or to go on to be paramedics come from the volunteer ranks. They have uh, and an urgency they have a a, to serve their community yes they start out as as servicing their communities they have a desire to work within their community and to to help the constituency where they live so most people that come to us live in the communities that we serve and they've gone from the volunteer urge on to turning it into a career because the way the economy is and everybody has to work a million jobs people are looking to augment
0: what type of screening goes on before you can because can you, you can't just I mean, can you just walk up to Dutchess Community College and sign up for the course?
2: No, there one has to be a basic EMT for it used to be six months. I don't know if it's the same because I, well, I did my paramedic training, obviously, a million years ago.
0: Oh, no, you're a big <laughs> Baby. Compared but. to me, he is. Well, uh, yes. There's a be prerequisite. Compared to me, everybody. <laughs> that's the, that's the, me, everybody the, is. the completed sentence. There's
2: Jonah a prerequisite uh, to be a basic EMT for a certain period of time, and then there are proficiency cutoffs throughout the course that, that are uh, fail-safes put in where you have to pass each module successfully to go on to the next module.
1: Now, Rotarian Rob Latimer of Northern Dutchess Paramedics, you mentioned uh, the economy of people who used to be uh, volunteers probably for local fire departments, correct? Correct. Uh, Now want to be paid for this kind of work. Um, Is the fact that uh, people do have to work two and three jobs sometimes to make ends meet mean that there are fewer volunteer ambulance corps uh, sponsored by hospitals and sponsored by fire departments? Uh, out there and available in communities, and that's why you've had to step in with a professional service?
2: That is true. Our role has changed significantly over the past decade where the demands on family needs are causing the volunteer ranks to dwindle, and we find ourselves now in positions where we're responding more to the volunteer calls daytime because people are just working too many jobs, mm-hmm. and well, the, the emphasis is on taking care of their family, which is obviously the priority. So we have to step in and fill that gap.
1: Well, let's take a, a call from beginning ten. First of all, how do, do you have like a 9 monitor, monitor radio, or they call you uh, yes. specifically? Yeah,
2: we're dispatched on a by the Dutchess County De- Department of Emergency Response. The same through the same system. The volunteers are dispatched in most cases simultaneously with the volunteer ambulance, so that we have. Uh, a guarantee, so to speak, of a response, regardless of what the availability is of the volunteers. All right, and
1: so someone calls 911 saying someone's collapsed, someone's not breathing, whatever. You get the phone call. You arrive. What is the first thing you and your your folks at Northern Dutchess Paramedics do?
2: Well, obviously, if it's if, if it's a residential call, then scene safety is not necessarily an issue per se, but obviously sizing up the scene and making sure that it's safe to, to enter the scene and uh, operate effectively and safely is the priority. And then... Uh, there's an initial patient contact. We call it the 10 second test, where we'll take a look at somebody and see if they pass the look test. And if if we feel that they're going to need advanced interventions quickly, or if this is a a run of the mill call that we can handle at the basic basic level. Mm-hmm.
1: And let's let's assume that you you've looked a person over and you see that they have a heart problem. Do you have on board your uh, fleet of ambulances, things like automatic defibrillators and? Injections of things. Yeah. Well, see yeah. I, I hope know. so we because I love have. their vehicles.
2: <laughs> well, the kind of
1: things you see on the TV shows where they say, oh, give me so many cc's of this
2: and yeah, you know, it's clear. It, and it actually, all that stuff. surprisingly enough, hasn't changed much in the evolution from emergency to, to today. Squad 51 did it pretty much the same way it's done today.
0: And Rob, you know why Jonah really wants to know why what it looks like. Because I'm next. Because he has. <laughs> He has, as you know, because you're in his Rotary Club, he's a bit of a ham bone. That's right. And he's um, not an aspiring, he's an accomplished actor, and he has done, on like Law and Orders, are right. you ready for this? He's been the dead body. That's right. So he uh-huh. wants to know he's that the next time he's the dead body, you that somebody extra. like you's going to be there to resuscitate there him. Because then he might get a line, and he'll get more money. <laughs>
1: All right, so, so all, kidding aside, all kidding aside, because uh, Rob Latimer and his fine crew at Northern Dutch's Paramedics have saved lives. Um, so you do have uh, defibrillators and other yes, we Yes, we have equipment.
2: manual uh, versions of what you see hanging in all the municipal buildings where we can go in and we can alter... The electrical load and alter the rate at which we do these interventions to suit the various patient conditions. We and don't. We're not limited to just cardiac arrest. Let,
0: let's go back to where how there are defibrillators that are distributed and placed in buildings around our communities. That, that they, they have saved they countless are, lives, lives,
2: countless lives, because they provide a bridge between when you sudden there, cardiac death and the arrival of of definitive care. They have they have saved countless lives.
0: And that's why, again, another plea, another pitch to people out there listening, Um, if you are interested in taking CPR and learning more about crisis, emergency situations where you could be the difference between life and death to your fellow friend or neighbor in a community – Situation. We have an entire
2: training division dedicated to teaching community CPR. How would
0: they find out about that?
2: We have. They can call our main number in Rhinebeck. We have an entire training division that handles everything from ambulance accident avoidance to defensive driving to CPR to first aid to... And
0: how much time and money uh, are involved in that?
2: Well, if people want to join their local rescue squads, they can go through their local rescue squad and take an emergency medical technician class or a certified first responder class, and it's free. It's, it's done through the state and it's done through uh, the, the individual volunteer squad, and then there's no cost other than the time commitment on behalf of the, the participant in that program.
1: Now, Rob Latimer of Northern Dutchess Paramedics, uh, you must need a strong stomach to do this, because I'm sure you've come across uh, accident scenes, car accidents, other things where there's blood and gore and... Um.
2: It takes a certain yeah. personality to work in this field. There's no doubt about it. It's, no, it's like nothing else. It's not like working in a med surge unit in a hospital. And it's not like working in a clinic. You have to go there and you have to deal with people and you have to deal with elements and circumstances that are just beyond your comprehension sometimes. And it's
0: and it's crisis. You're in a yes. foxhole. It's a foxhole yes. mentality, And people really. are not
2: calm. And you've
0: got to be able to cope with that and not right. freeze up.
2: Conditions are not always clean. And we'll learn more
1: about that after our break. But first, let me remind our listeners that they're in tune with Radio Rotary on Hudson Valley Talk Radio and the Round the World by podcast on iTunes and at www.radiorotary.org. My name is Jonah Trebois and my co-host is the sparkling Sarah O'Connell. And our very special guest is Red Hook Rotarian Rob Latimer from Northern Dutchess Paramedics. And Sarah, who brings us Radio Rotary this week?
0: Well, Radio Rotary is sponsored by... JGS Accounting Services, HealthSave, Rotary International, Rotary District 7210, and the Rotary Clubs of Arlington, Poughkeepsie, Brewster, Cairo, Chester, Congress Valley Cottage, Fishkill, Goshen Highland, Hyde Park, Kingston, and Kingston Sunrise. And
1: we'll be back with more of Radio Rotary after these important messages.
0: What can you do as a member of Rotary? You can eradicate polio. You can promote peace. You can feed the hungry you can help children do better in school. Whether it's helping to eliminate a dreaded disease, volunteering at a food bank, or equipping a school library, Rotary is people who know that by working together, you can do anything. Learn more at rotary.org. Rotary, humanity in motion.
1: For information about Rotary in the Hudson Valley, visit www.rotarydistrict7210.org. website at healthsave.com. That's H-E-A-L-T-H-S-A-V.com. Leave the E off of save for emergencies. CPR training is for everyone. Learn CPR. Become a lifesaver. Jettleson, Giordano & Siegel, CPAPC is a full-service accounting, tax, and business consulting
0: firm. JGS specializes in business succession planning, including ownership transition, management transition, as well as family and non-family transitions.
1: The JGS staff works alongside you to solve the problems of your specific business or personal situation.
0: Hi, welcome back to this edition of Radio Rotary. I'm Sarah O'Connell, and I'm joined by my brilliant co-host, sometimes dead, sometimes alive, Jonah Treeboiser. Today I'm alive. Actually, today I'm on tape. Aren't we lucky (laughs) for that? And our fellow Rotarian, Rob Latimer, who is the vice president of NDP, which is Northern Dutchess Paramedics. Paramedics. And And,
1: a sterling member of the Red Hook Rotary.
0: And it's two against one listeners. Just saying... Just hollering out there. Oh, no, wait
1: a minute. You're from Millbrook Rotary, as is our producer. And being that she's the boss, then you win.
0: Oh, okay. Of I didn't course, look at that. Of sp- course, Jay
1: is an honorary Rotarian from Red Hook Rotary, so now it's three against two. Gotcha. Ha we win. Are we anyway. keeping,
0: are we keeping <laughs> score out there? Anyway, welcome back, um, fellow Rotarian Rob Vladimir. Thank you. We've been talking about emergency medical response and the different levels of uh, training and career paths and some of your operational... Um, <coughs> activities.
1: And Rob said at the uh, first part of the show that um, there is training available and they could call his office, but we forgot to ask his phone number. Rob, if people are interested in becoming paramedics or uh, what kind of work you do and not an emergency, folks, we'll tell you who you should call an emergency in just a second, but give us your office number.
2: It's 845-876-0338 and they can follow the menu to get right over to training and education. And do you have a website? We do. It's www.ndpems.com. All right. Give us both the number and the website again. And folks at home, get a pencil and paper.
1: We'll repeat that before the end of the show. Rob. It's
2: 876 338 or on the web at www.ndpems.com.
1: Now, Rob, there's been a, a number of articles in the paper recently of people driving themselves to the hospital um, with serious gunshot wounds or with heart attacks because they think that's a little bit quicker than calling 911. What's your advice on that?
2: My advice on that is if someone feels that it's necessary to seek attention at a hospital, then they should probably activate the 911 system. What we see happening recently is a rash of people that have very serious medical conditions that feel they can make it to the hospital on their own and in some instances haven't quite made it there.
1: And of course, the danger of that is not only uh, do they, may they, may they, they might expire on the route in because when you show up, you show up with this whole van of equipment and medicines. Mass and, unit. And, That's and, correct. Yeah, and, and, and trained people who can save their lives, and they've got nothing in the car, but they could black out and lose control of the car and hurt themselves again or
2: hurt someone else. That's correct. We have the ability to begin to alleviate symptoms and, in some cases, turn some maladies around.
0: Well, let's talk about that. Have you ever literally, because you were there within um, immediate response, medical care right on the scene, literally saved a life as opposed to if that person had been in an episode and had spent that whole time in transit to the hospital.
2: In their own car. In their yes. own car. Yes. The, the, the most... Vivid example of that is a diabetic emergency where somebody will have low blood sugar. They'll get in the car and try to drive themselves to the hospital. Their blood sugar will bottom out and they go unconscious in the car. We have the ability to go into their home, start an IV, give them IV glucose and IV dextrose and alleviate and so, and in some cases sign them off and leave them home.
0: All right. Out of curiosity, are most of the calls that you have received, let's just call it the past six months, has it been... Um, uh, accident related, like a car accident, or have they been a medical episode crises related? The
2: only pattern that we have in this business is that there's no pattern. It there they're really it's hit or miss. No matter no matter the time of the year, there's no spike in call volume. It's not it,
0: even around the holidays. No, like, not even which around the holidays. Everything right. It seems to for do you. just
2: that. But but we don't have. Uh, any change in the call pattern or call volume based on the time of the year? Now, Rob Latimer
1: of Northern Dutchess Paramedics. Your services are normally covered by insurance. That's correct. All right, so uh, people shouldn't be re- shouldn't
2: be reluctant about calling you. That's a very
0: good point. That yeah. might be why people are, are right. Hesitant. A lot of a lot
2: of people will not activate the 911 system because of the fear of getting a bill.
0: Well, how about if you don't have insurance?
2: Well, we have a charity care process that we operate that we. Uh, borrowed from Northern Dutchess Hospital. So it mimics their the same system they use. And we wrote off a huge amount of debt last year based on charity care. So you
0: responded to emergency calls with people who had no insurance and That's that correct. bill was taken care of. That's correct. Okay.
1: Now I'm sure you've got a lot of stories to share about people you've saved or interesting cases. Um, tell us about the Christmas Day massacre.
2: Well, you mentioned the holidays, and that's the call that always comes to mind. We had a, a car accident about ten years ago. We were. This is for about, Betty
0: Renner. Just telling is, <laughs> you, she loves the stories, and, and it, if there's, it, it, we got to have some gore and guts. We and responded blood. to a call on producer. Christmas
2: Day, and it was a car into a tree in Red Hook. And when we got on the scene of the call, we were certain that everybody in the car had expired because of the amount of blood and gore that was inside the car. Happy around. Betty. Inside and around the vehicle and we called for helicopters and we called for extra ambulances and extra personnel and come to find out that no one in the car was injured at all and that they were just unconscious from the impact with the tree and the two five-pound trays of Z D they had going for Christmas Day dinner had blown up inside the car and that was So that's what, what you had. thought was blood and gore yes. was actually ziti. Yeah, so occasionally we <laughs> do get fooled.
0: okay so that that's a humorous story i I, uh, one question you mentioned you guys can call in the helicopters the light are they life stars yes they come from there there are
2: several helicopters in the hudson valley operated by the state police and operated by some of the hospitals and also hartford medical center yeah that we can utilize if we need helicopter well i live
0: in sharon connecticut and i live not to because sharon's not so big and as you know there's a hospital there and whenever we hear a helicopter it's like you say a little prayer because you know it's not yeah.
2: good. Yeah, our service operates out of Sharon Hospital as well, and we do a lot of, of helicopter transports in and out of that hospital. Uh huh.
0: Uh huh. And I know that service has saved many a life. Yes. Of in our community.
1: Now another story, uh, Rob, that you shared with us during the break was your very first save, a very first cardiac case. Tell us about our that. Our very
2: first cardiac save was 16 years ago, and the gentleman that we resuscitated is still alive to this day, and it was. Uh, Harrowing for us because it was our first experience with a real cardiac arrest roadside. He was a state employee, and he uh, had a card sudden cardiac death while working on the side of the highway. And uh, there was good CPR going on by his coworkers who had all been trained Because in they're all trained, by They the were way. all trained, yep. right. Mm-hmm. All the state workers were trained. They had great CPR going on. We got well, What there. time of year
0: was it, out of curiosity? It was spring.
2: They were laying down See, some See, I'm new trying bla- to find a new pattern blacktop. here, and I'm not going to do it. you not going to find I'm a wrong. pattern. They were putting <laughs> down some shoulder blacktop and... Uh, he was getting out of the truck and had chest pain and collapsed on the side of the highway. And, suddenly, uh, just suddenly, suddenly, just suddenly, just sudden like that. Sudden cardiac death. He was, v- ventricular fibrillation when we got there. He had no palpable pulses. He was down and out and deader than a stone. But
0: they were, they were trying to. And they were to- doing
2: great CPR. They had the, they, a couple of guys were, were trained and a couple of guys, they were all his friends, obviously, though, those state guys are, are pretty tight, tight bunch. And we uh, got him on the cardiac monitor delivered several counter-shocks, got his heart back to where it had a rhythm, administered a whole bunch of medications, intubated him, had an advanced airway in, and we were just about to leave the scene and we weren't sure which way it was going to go. And he sat up bolt right and... Yanked the tube out of his throat and started to look around the ambulance. And I looked at my partner and I said to him, I told you this stuff worked. <laughs> <laughs> how about how about baby deliveries? Have you done any of those? Oh. Uh, I know when I was in the police department, that's the one thing they
1: trained us at the police academy was how to deliver a child, but always had to be in the back of a taxi with the back of a radio
2: yeah, car. We have delivered countless babies, more, more so than I care to anymore. I mean, it's become which we try to put it off as long as we can well it it has become routine i remember when i when i was working down in rockland county and i made the comment gee i never delivered a baby haven't delivered a baby yet oh and and then in in that month i delivered six Uh uh-huh because god did that to you right he was keeping an eye on me well
0: i will share with you that um somebody i work very closely with she has three children her second child was delivered by ent and a funny small world story I've known, I knew the ENT that lived around the corner from her, we uh, was a volunteer, the volunteer uh, department, fire department in our community. And um, I had known him for years. And he used to talk about this baby that he had delivered. And then I started working with her. And, you know, she started talking about, admitted that. Now, her kids are big now, that her third baby was born in her kitchen. And thank God that the ENT, who is now the godfather, and lo and behold, there we are. But he, he wears that Oh, at? he got
2: his place as godfather he by delivering got, the
0: baby. I think they named the kid after him. Yeah, that, to,
2: that happens That's in New York standing. City all the time.
1: They name the police, the police police officer they bar the police officer's name for the child mm-hmm. it's great mm-hmm. so rob in a minute or two we've got left uh, give us your uh, phone number and uh, your website again and uh, tell people out there just how rewarding it is to be a, a paramedic
2: well it's a fantastic career path it, it's obviously not for everybody if if you want boring health care go somewhere else because <laughs> it doesn't get it doesn't happen in the field that way but if you're interested in any kind of training in CPR or defensive driving or want to look into first responder or emergency medical technician or paramedic it's 845 876 0338 or on the web at www.ndpems.com.
0: Or go to a Red Hook Rotary Club meeting and you could meet, well, first of all, you'd meet Jonah, but um, right. putting that aside, you could meet Rob here. You're you're also a fellow Rotarian, Service Above Self, so it's like your whole life is reflected of this. But you could, if you wanted to, to learn more about Rotary as well... As emergency response services, Jonah, how would we do that?
1: Well, you go to rotary.org. That's R O T A R Y.org. Click on the club locator button. Type in your hometown, find where your Rotary Club is meeting. Join us for the fun. And if you're in the Red Hook area, join me and Rob Tuesday mornings at uh, the Apple Day Diner at 730 in the morning. We have a Good great food. breakfast. It's excellent food. I can attest. And, uh, it's you great, can be Rob's great guest. Great breakfast. You can be Rob's guest. Okay. Anyway, Rob <laughs> Latimer, Northern Dutchess Paramedics, Outstanding Rotarian, thank you so much for joining thank us you very on Radio much. Rotary. Thank you, Rob. And tell us, Sarah, who do we have to thank today to bringing us Radio Rotary this week? Well,
0: Radio Rotary this week is sponsored by JGS Accounting Services, HealthSave, Rotary International, Rotary District 7210, and the Rotary Clubs of Millbrook, Newburgh, New Paltz, New Windsor, Cornwall, North Rockland, Pleasant, Valleyport, Jervis, Red Hook, Rhinebeck, and Southern Ulster.
1: Sarah O'Connell, this is Jonah Trebowasser. Thank you for tuning in and inviting you to join us again next Friday morning at 9 for another edition of Radio Rotary right here on Hudson Valley Talk Radio.
0: Become a literacy volunteer and help break the cycle of illiteracy and poverty in our communities.
1: Literacy Connections is looking for volunteers to help adults learn to read, become a tutor, and improve the lives of those you teach.
0: Information about volunteer, training, tutors, and programs can be found at www.literacyconnections.org. That's www.literacyconnections.org. The New Windsor Cornwall Rotary Club welcomes renowned herbalist and author Susan Weed at a special benefit lecture, plus Q&A, on Saturday, March 26 at 1 p.m. at St. John's Episcopal Church on Clinton Street in Cornwall, New York. Tickets are just $50 and includes a Lunch with Vegetarian Seating is limited, so reserve early. For information, call 845-246-2713. That's 845-246-2713.